Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome to this uh, episode of the Brains Magazine podcast, and today we have Nastasia Rose. Now, Nastasia is the founder and CEO of Vive, also the creator and master coach of award-winning platform Rock the Detox. How are you, my dear? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Good. I, I say that when I'm really good, if I was any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> but it's lovely obviously you're over in the states i'm over here in the uk and and brains headquarters is in sweden so we have a certain uh, definite foreign kind of feel to the whole idea today of this podcast but i'm really excited uh, to get into this with you yes i'm very very excited as well thank you for having me i always like to rewind the tape uh, so I'd love to know from yourself, when did your entrepreneurial journey begin and who had the biggest impact on what you do now? Yes, great question. So when it really, really first started, I was 14 years old and my mom was diagnosed with mental illness. And that was when it hit me that I wanted to create something, anything that could really help people with mental health in a different way. And when I started to, and the reason why it happened at that age was because I had kind of a traumatic upbringing between four to 14 and different events. And I just didn't know why it was happening to me at such a young age. And when my mom was diagnosed, it made sense. I was energetically attracting it because of what I was experiencing at home. So that was when I got obsessed with energetics and the nature of it and the truth of it because if we can be in our best energy we really can attract what we want so after a few years of research I chose to start my own practice um, in energetics which is five fun fact we had five name changes because I never knew what the real name was going to be and then we after working with a couple branding agencies figured it out um, but yeah, it started in my early 20s after a few years of research with psychology and science. I always back our methods with psychology and science. And now, just over 10 years later, here we are. Wow. Like even hearing that, like, for example, like my mom is bipolar. So I, mine too. I, mine too. Yeah. Yes. So I think we share, we share that. And yeah, mental health, like yourself, is something that is important and interesting. I do find it really fascinating how. When we go through certain things in life, they tend to be the things that we're then to be the teacher, the educator, the motivator, the encourager in. Have you, have you noticed that yourself, like even with your clients, that typically they go on to do things uh, based on what they struggled with or, or what became a real hard, difficult point in their life? Yes, definitely. Because it's a problem. And we're in a problem solving world, at least we should be. <laughs> so you know, any industry that we choose to be involved in any career, we choose any business, we start in entrepreneurship, 
it should solve a problem or else you're just going to look pretty and not make any money. And that's what happened with me for a while until I finally said, no, I need to get brave with my story and get brave about solving this problem in mental health and how to really alter it so we can energetically attract what we want in life on both the personal and professional level. So absolutely. When I feel when we connect with our struggles, it's when we hit our biggest reveal on our truth and our success. Yeah. Do you think people struggle, you know, with, with something that you said there around, you know, because it's, because it's working with mental health. uh, Do you think that it becomes a challenge for people to become and have a profitable business because of the nature of the work that they're doing? It's almost like you want to naturally take care of people and then people become unhinged because there's a, there's a cost involved. How, how did you manage to kind of reconcile that? Yeah, so beautiful question, because one, thing's, one thing we do need to care for, or at least we believe we need to care for, is our reputation, right? So how do we savor our reputation while handling the struggle? The, the truth of the matter is, it's really how we storytell it. It's how we brand it. And if we can get to the nitty gritty of what our struggle is, and just bring the beauty out of it, rather than the dark because we know it's dark right we know that our struggles are dark and we wouldn't want to live in struggle our whole life and that's why we put in the work to get out the struggle but if we would see the beauty and the lesson of the struggle then it just kind of savors your reputation because you're not seeing it in a negative light you're being optimistic you're seeing it as a positive light in what blessing it can actually bring you and and that's what helps to naturally be able to cover your reputation to the point where you can receive the struggle. But that was a beautiful question because I've only been getting more open about the truth of why I really started the company recently. I was ashamed of it for a while. I didn't want to be judged for it, but it makes sense. So, you know, why wouldn't I talk about it? The the secret is to talk about it in a beautiful light rather than something that's damaging. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. How, how do you help people get clear on what they're meant to do with their lives? I know that's something that you spend a lot of time within in your different programs so how, how do you help people get clear yes so everyone is built created existing for a purpose so I help them get clear on what that purpose is and the way that I help them get clear is I help them to not be afraid of their story sometimes we grow up and we run away from what we've been through and honestly what we've been through is part of us and We're not meant to abandon it. We're meant to embrace it because that's part of our existence. That's part of the reason why we're here. So the fastest, cleanest way that I help someone get clear on their purpose, what they're meant to do, how their vision is meant to exist, is I I advise them to go back on their story and I I let them know and, and coach them through on the truth that their story is part of their purpose and we're not here to run away from it, but embrace it. Mm. Now, I'm sure like maybe myself, there may be some frustration with the fact that at the moment, it, there does seem to be like everybody seems to be a coach, don't they? <laughs> Every, everybody seems to be a coach. So how do you kind of distinguish yourself uh, between others? Because it, it's so, it seems like, like I said, everybody's a coach. So how, how, do, you, how do you shine out different? Yeah, so the truth in that is to be honest with our journey, right? So for example, I've been coaching for over 10 years now. I don't care to do live videos, as many IGTV episodes as I used to anymore. I care more to be behind the scenes 
And I'm slowly now bringing in other supporting and guest coaches who I can over time teach what I've been able to do where I can just show up for the VIP stuff. And then for the stuff that's more to the masses, other coaches can be in. So what stands me out is the honesty on what I'm working on. I've run this business for over a decade. I'm proud of it, but there's more that I want to do. And because of that, I bring other people in to be the face. A lot of coaches, I don't witness them do that. I witness them try to be the face of the brand. And, you know, that advice we always get in marketing that it's personal and they relate to you. And I tried that for a while, even though I was tired of being the face, but at the end of the day, I don't want to be the face. I think the honesty of how we brand ourselves and how we, what is the most authentic and how we should brand ourselves is what sets me apart. My, my brand is, is the face, not me. My team is the face, not me. Um, the work that we do is, is really the face, not me. So what, what would you say is you then? So if, if, if the brand is not your face, then what is it? Yeah, the energy that we create in our services. So for example, when the, I definitely coach in my company, right? But I'm more as the founder of an energetics company for creators and creative professionals. That's what stands me out. There's people who talk a lot about energy, but there's not enough people specializing in it. And I actually saw this to be true because I started walking around for a while to some of them are probably going to laugh when they hear this episode to people who I respect, who are well known in the coaching game. And I asked them, what do you think energy is? And for some of their answers, it was totally separate than the actual definition when you look up in the Oxford Dictionary. So, you know, that's what makes me different is that I'm not just using the word energy. I actually study it for a living. And I prove in my work that as you become more self-aware in your energy, you can rid what doesn't serve, make space for what does and really create the personal and professional living that you want. So, so what is energy to you then? Energy to me, well, first, when we look it up, it's the ability to do work. And then on the physics version of the definition, it also goes into the chemical balances and the chemical features of energy in a physics perspective. But the English version that can just be said in one sentence of a few words is the ability to do work. If you really know about energy, you are caring for what is in your space and how you feel within yourself in order to have the ability to do work. And whether we like it or not, that's what it says in the dictionary, which is ironic because a lot of the coaches that are coming out now are like, well, do less and, you know, just feel more. And, and that's beautiful. And I love that. I have mentors who are, who live like that, but at the end of the day, energy really is just the ability to do work. How able are you to do the work that you want to do in the world? And on a scale of one to 10, however you rate yourself would give you your answer on what you would want to improve in your energy. That's really what energy is. Okay. So in, in your eyes of energy, because I think it's, I love energy myself. I, I've done many uh, articles around managing your energy and not your time, you know, and, but in your eyes, how do we keep protect and increase our energy? Yeah. So there's harmony, right? And that's why I love saying the words both personal and professional. So for example, as much as we would love to be obsessed with our work and as much as that's our escape and that's our way of making purpose in the world, there does there there are times when we must unplug 
and actually enjoy our personal life, whether that's going for a hike, being with the family members we do still get along with, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. So, yeah. you know, it's it really does come down to that. The the harmony in the two deep plugging and plugging in is what can help you properly manage your energy. If you're feeling like you're too much in a creative block, for example, as a creative professional or creative entrepreneur, you're probably too plugged in. You probably need to unplug and just go outside and walk on the grass and connect with mother earth. You know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And if you're too flamboyant and too high in the clouds, you probably got to get some work done and check your to-do list a little bit. So, you know, that harmony is is really what what helps. And then obviously the the given from fitness professionals get moving, right? Whatever it is for a decent walk or a bike ride or a hike, whatever it is, meditation, just sitting down to slow down your thoughts, finding that harmony within both personal and professional and most importantly your own peace first and foremost, because you can't love anybody properly if you're not loving yourself, that all really helps you in, in harmonizing your energy levels. Yeah, I noticed during the, the pandemic when it first uh, hit, uh, one of the things that became a daily routine and even now is a daily routine is I, I walk for an hour and 20 minutes before I have my first meeting and it's been, it's been life-giving. Yes. Yeah. You know, when, when you talk about the energy, like I'm very mindful of my energy because then things just become very natural. Uh, and you do things with a smile on your face. It doesn't feel like work, does it? When it's, when it's a natural flow. Exactly. Just having that moment, even if it's just five minutes to just breathe, you know, yeah, to exactly. just take that deep breath, just breathe. Like it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing and you always feel better after you take a deep breath. So it just works out. It does. Now, I just want to ask you, uh, tell me a little bit about your new coaching program, Rock the Energy Detox. Like, how did that come about? And what's the essence of that? Yes. So the pandemic was actually my biggest inspiration for that. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of us have either pivoted or, you know, fallen heavily. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one or the other, or we've just gotten lucky and stood stagnant, right? But my pandemic was the biggest influence. I had already run the company for a very long time, either with a clean wash or a drop in loss. And I had a meeting with my team at the beginning of the pandemic, because I said, you know, that's the best thing to do. Talk with your team, see how they feel. I had a meeting and I told them, you know, we're not going to talk about business today. I just want to talk about feelings, emotions. What are you feeling? Every single one of my team members in that meeting was bugged out. Like they were freaked out. They had no idea how they were going to cover themselves. They had no idea how we were going to cover ourselves. And just, I love my team immensely. So the fact that they all revealed that and every single emotion was the same out of every single human being when we're all different built people differently built it it was it it shook me and I said you know what I need to really make some sacrifices and I need to go out there and find out what is working and bring that home because almost 10 years in I haven't experienced that yet like my my rise in business has really happened over like the past couple of years or so so you know I went out there in the pandemic and I found out what could make us sustainable and profitable and I found out all those answers and brought it home and put it into this program for creative professionals who really have a vision but can't make any money off of it 
and want to scale it to a six-figure success in the best energy, they can do it with this program. Awesome. It's, it is interesting how things like this do derive from a pandemic because, you know, when I looked at it, it kind of created a massive hole. Uh, I was thinking, you know, what can I do? I wrote my third book. Uh, you've created a program. Uh, I think that it's interesting that, again, we talked about energy, but I think if you are an energetic person, you don't tend to settle for just accepting what has been handed to you. You kind of look at the couple of beans that you've got and, and you, you make a meal out of it. You know, you, you create good out of, out of the challenge and the, and the struggle. Now, what, what are you seeing as the biggest stresses uh, within your clients and how are you helping them find peace? I know that that's something that you pride yourself in, you know, getting people that have been in a storm and bringing them to a place of peace. But what are some of the stresses that you're finding? Are they related to the pandemic or are they outside of that? They're heavily overwhelmed. That's, that's their hugest struggle. They are so overwhelmed. They're trying to do all the things and this is specifically, I'm thinking of my clients in my Rocky Energy Detox program. And we actually just revised our curriculum because of this. Excuse me. We, we have a three-step system currently in the program. Um, detox. So we detox what doesn't serve to make space for what does. And before it was manage, where we taught them how to manage their energy levels and emotional intelligence, and then igniting their vision with teaching them all the business tactics. But we actually revised step two from manage to simplify because the biggest problem that these clients will come with is that they are overwhelmed. They are running around like a headless chicken doing all the things. And I just said, wow, like that's exactly what I went through too. And when I finally got mentored by my mentor on how to just simplify it and focus on one thing, it all made sense. And we started to really pivot in ways that you know, I saw the, the best clarity ever on how to evolve this live empire because I just focused on one thing. Overwhelm is their biggest issue. And it's what lets other things like disbelief, you know, doubt within themselves, imposter syndrome to kick, to kick in. And then they end up thinking it's them. It could be them because of things that they're holding onto from their past, but really it's just, they're putting on too much on themselves. And at the end of the day, when we simplify the process and simplify their vision so that we can just keep the client experience in focus mm -hmm. so that they can be recession proof, then we can really help their vision be great. And that's how I help them. I help them simplify so that they're no longer overwhelmed. They're no longer exhausted. They're no longer frustrated. And they're just in joy now with that natural energy that you were talking about. They're actually just happy to wake up every day and serve people with their vision. And do you find that the simplification is around like task or is it around thought or a, or a mix? Mix, total mix, total mix. If we're not careful with our thoughts, our thoughts will haunt us alive and we'll have insomnia and we won't sleep. So, you know, that's just really what it is on thoughts. With task, sometimes we give ourselves 20 million tasks in a day when we should probably just be doing three, mm. you know, and it's just, that's just what it is. And we have to accept that we're human. We're not bionic. <laughs> you know, there's a certain amount of things that we can do in one day and certain things that we have to accept it can get done tomorrow you know and we shouldn't be hurting ourselves because we couldn't get it done and if we wanted to get it done on that day then we look back in our processes and ask ourselves how can we make it different tomorrow where mm -hmm. we could get more stuff done in our day do we need to delegate where we're no longer handling things ourselves should we be passionate about building a team which 
I always recommend for, for visionaries with big visions because you can't, you, there's no way you can create big visions alone. Look at this podcast, perfect example. This is exposure of our vision out to the world, right? I didn't do this by myself. We have the best podcaster in the field coming in and interviewing me. You know, like <laughs> there's no way that you can do any great vision alone. You want help from somebody. And, you know, that that helps them with with understanding too, to know that it's not their fault. It's just, they're trying to still be a solopreneur. And once it gets to a certain level, it doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, that def- definitely seems to be a common denominator of everybody that I've interviewed on the Brains podcast, people that have achieved greatness. They know, they know what their role is within their company. They also know their limit and they know when to uh, pass it to others to be able to take it to the next level or evolve it. We see in business that we have to evolve. We have to stay relevant. Otherwise we end up going into administration. We end up being redundant, you know, and that's so important, isn't it? So I love that you've captured, captured that. How do we best align ourselves and increase our own awareness? And so we have the greatest connection with our own energy. Yeah. Stay in the present, stay focused on the present. Forgive yourself for not getting everything done in the day. Rome wasn't built in a day. Just allow yourself to be in the present so that you can handle what's in front of you, because what's in front of you is most likely the most important thing. As you resolve that, then you can really get clarity and be like, okay, I have to do this. And if you're feeling resistance towards the thing that's in front of you, Before you get tempted to run to something else that brings you more joy, ask yourself, why am I resisting this task that's in front of me? Why am I resisting this thing? Why do I keep running away from it? Perfect example, for for instance, I'm finishing one of my degrees right now, right? So I despise writing essays right now. (laughs) What is it that prevents me from getting this essay done? I said, well, these professors are very tough in this university, so I should probably get a writing tutor. Did that yesterday. Now I'm in front of it. And what really despite what has me despise the essay is the simple fact that my previous professor is, is very difficult and she's failed me twice in a class. And I have only a handful of classes to graduate. But if I just move forward with this thing, eat the frog, as we've heard, right? If we just yep. move forward with this one thing, you know who knows what else in greatness we can unleash and and let's just tackle why we're resisting it so that we can finally do it and we'll feel a lot more free and accomplished because we handled the tough thing that's why the term meet the frog exists because it's it's real it is it's very real um i think self-awareness you know is one of the most important because if you don't know where you're slipping up or actually where you're succeeding you're not able to kind of kind of set set the ducks in a row if you like it's it's good to know who you are know what you're not know where your strengths are know where your challenges are how, how do you feel that we can how, how can we increase like our self-awareness how do, how do we actually grow in that hmm. we have to stop pointing fingers at other people and at other things and really look at ourselves and even if that's something that's already being done continue to do it anyway, because we can't control other people, but we can control our thoughts and how we respond to what other people do. Um, One of the biggest challenges I face currently, for example, with our larger contracts is seeing how 
um, because I actually get hired by companies to make sure that their processes are energetically aligned with delivering a great experience to either their customer or client. So when I come in, the biggest mistake that I witnessed, and I, I, I witnessed it heavily this week, it was almost unbearable, is that they grow so fast that they just forget to be self-aware. And when they grow so fast, the ego almost kicks in, actually it does kick in so strong that they forget how they even got to that high level in the first place, which was by actually caring for the client. The client is always first, no matter what. So by us actually remembering our roots and keeping those intact because it worked, that's how we can really remain self-aware in service, in entrepreneurship, in business, as a creative professional. It is always about the client. And if you feel like you're over-exhausting yourself to the client, then you've got to ask yourself why. Ask yourself, why are you craving for this love, attention, support, whatever it is that you're craving from the client to understand when it's supposed to be about the client and not about you. Um, these are areas that we can be self-aware in and I could really go on about self-awareness because that's so big in energy, but you know, self, in order to help us stay self-aware, staying focused on ourselves and how we actually attracted any given situation is so key. Whatever you did to attract yourself to a greater experience, do more of that. Whatever you did that attracted you to a not so great experience, don't do that anymore. You know, like just stop it and and do more of the things that you did to bring you in greatness. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? How when you just say it in simple form, how how enlightening it can be just to actually reflect. I always say, look at the fruit. You know, look at the fruit. If it produces fruit, then it then it's good. It's good roots. You know, it means that it's going to give you that which you want, you know, and if it's not producing, then why prostitute yourself to something that's not uh, going to deliver on that which you want? So I love I love what you said there. If Nastasia didn't exist, why would the world need to create you? Ah. <sighs> because sometimes we're just not aware enough in our energy and being in the industry for over 10 years, I just still witness the same thing, lack of self-awareness in our energy and, and us forgetting where we came from and us forgetting what got us to the beautiful places where we are, forgetting to be in that gratitude. I would be meant to exist for that reason because, and that's such a beautiful question that you asked that, because when we ever do serve anyone, we want to ensure that we're of value, right? Why are they investing in our services? Why are they investing in our work? What value are we giving them? What's the end result we're giving them? I'm giving people peace with the things that we do, with the services that we provide, because it doesn't have to be so complicated. And we should remember to be self-aware so that we can create a great experience. That's the whole reason why we do what we do. So I would need to be created so that I can be able to teach people that with love and to bring forth the truth on how imperative client experience really is. And it's time that we really start cleaning that up. It's a shame that we're so deep in the pandemic as we are and we're putting ourselves before our clients still in this industry and it's not okay. And ego shouldn't get in the way of that either. We have a duty to fulfill, which is to serve with the utmost love and care 
And we seem to forget that in this industry and it's a shame. Mm. Beautiful. I can see your heart really shining through uh, on that one. If you, if you could meet someone uh, living or dead, who would it be and why? Well, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Steve jo- it has to be Steve Jobs because I when I when I first started when I chose to revive the um the company I took a slight break a few years ago um I said I want to be the Apple of coaching I want to be the Steve Jobs of coaching so if it would be anyone I would want to just sit there and really dive in more to his innovative side and in things um I I I would probably share my thoughts on how he managed his people that he rose up with because, you know, what I do is if I see people who believe in me, I just teach them how to be great management. I don't say they're not great management. So that was the only example. But other than that, Steve Jobs was just so great at being innovative in the simplicity of creativity and the simplicity of delivering a great experience. And that's why I'm an Apple user for life. So, you know, if it's anybody, it's Steve Jobs all the way. Beautiful. I, I love that. And that that's the first, per, you're the first person to mention Steve Jobs. So I'm always fascinated when I hear a different name and, and the why, of course. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to say before you tell people where they can interact with you, find out more about uh, your different projects that you've got going on, things around Vive and uh, Rock the Detox? Honestly, this is probably the most aligned interview I've ever had when it comes to the work that I do. So I actually don't have anything else to say other than just be great. Whoever's listening, be great in your client experience. Never lose sight of the client experience. Be willing to learn in how you deliver the client experience. And as much as we want to run to those next milestones, you know, seven, eight, nine figure marks, it's it's a beautiful thing. But remember, just dare to not wait until you hit those marks before hitting next level on your client experience, because that is energy within your work and people feel that and they take that with them and it, it, it carries on with them. Be remembered for someone who loves within their work, not someone who, um, you know, is anything but beautifully said and where do people find you yes so the fastest way to find me is on instagram so nastasia rose is my handle and you guys can find me there we also have y vive which is our business handle for the company and our website um our updated site is now live at yvive.com beautiful thank you so much i've really enjoyed getting to know you a little more yes it was an honor thank you so much for having me you're welcome Thank you for joining this episode with me, Max Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.